Convicted Christian Community! We're like so convicted. We're so convicted. We're so Christian. Dude, so I was just telling you before, I I literally just heard that song Mm. at the coffee shop on the way here. You know, when I hit you up and I was like, yo, do you want a coffee? And you said no. No, What type of Christian says no to get a coffee? I'm gonna come back to that. Not a convicted one. We <laughs> should we should have another podcast about that one. No, we're doing that right now. Okay. That was a question I was gonna ask you, but dude, this song it's called Rambutan Jam Band. Yeah. Doing what they taught us. Yeah. I literally just heard it. That's the first time I've heard it through. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Good song. But you know what I was thinking, man? I went to this coffee shop. This it was amazing. I just, we just walked into this coffee shop. Never been there before. Yeah. And it was such a vibe, man. It Ooh. kind of opens up as a cafe, like an Italian cafe. And they were selling like Italian style chilies and olive oil and anchovy fillets and pasta. You know, they had like that whole vibe going. Yeah. And oh man, something about coffee shops, man. When you walk into a nice coffee shop, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just such a vibe. You just feel, I just feel good. I love it. Such a vibe. It makes me feel good, man. But you know what I also realized when I walked in is Christians love to catch up over coffee. Yeah. You notice that? Yep. And that's what I was saying, thought we could talk about, man. It's like, what is it about catching up over coffee, over dinner, mm. that's so profound in Christian relationship, or just relationships in general? Yeah. There's nothing about it. Because, like, you can ask a girl out to coffee. You could. You could. You could hang out with your bro at a coffee. Mm. I don't really rate the experience of eating, drinking coffee. But the podcast is over. That's a glass shattering moment. Convicted Yo, Christian community is what? finished now. I think it goes whack. I what? Think, look, I think it's just way too consumerist. I don't like it. Oh my god! It's not a good drink. Well, coffee. Yeah, mm. it's not good for you. It's addictive. That's true. You build huge reliance on it. Yeah. It's like, yo, let's like let's talk with Jesus over a cigarette. <laughs> same it's shit. Not the same. They're, it's not the same. I've, okay, you're addicted to it. You have to. You have to have it when you wake up you in the morning. Get, that's not everyone. You can get addicted. To it. Uh, that's probably ninety nine percent of the population. That's ninety nine percent, and like one percent is is okay doing it right. But I the thing is, you can't like for me. I don't think I'm addicted to coffee. I don't drink it every day. All right, stop it for the next one week. See yeah, how you go. One hundred percent. You done can it do before. it. Yeah, yeah. What, bro, you know me. Man. I know you can, and I, I, that, that's. I that's never why want to get addicted to anything. Yeah, I yeah. Literally, have, I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why I don't drink coffee at all. Hmm. But my question is, what about the experience? Don't worry about the coffee. All right, you can go have your little. Plum juice. Yeah. <laughs> when you go for cafe, Which is what go out to a cafe. Right yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really good stuff. The Chinese plum but juice. But let's say you have your little plum juice, like yeah. a little baby. Right? I, I like my chai lattes. Yeah. I like chai my chai latte. Okay. You have a chai latte. You know what I order mm. that trips people off? What's that? I order a glass of, a mug of hot water. No. People are like, what is oh, wrong with you? Serious? But the only reason why I, w- I feel bad about doing that is, is the fact that I don't make the business any money. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I feel bad. Oh yeah. And the, the town that I live in is so small that most cafes I walk into, I know the owner anyway. Oh. And I hate being the guy that just orders uh, like just hot water because. But I love hot water. It's so good because I uh, my job involves catching up with people with with coffees, mm-hmm. right? And I just can't be stuffed can't drinking that many coffees all the yeah. time. Like, and I don't even like coffee anyway. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. bitter. I don't know why people drink it. Okay. When, yeah. when people drink it, it's because it's sweet and has the has the you know milk around it or whatever. Come back. What about the experience? What do you think about the experience? Okay, so the experience, yeah. I can have a much better experience and the conversation, mm-hmm. whether it's a date or whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, talking Christ with, you know, yeah. with these people by not drinking coffee. I think there's just so many better things to do. Like eating is good. Mm-hmm. Eating is good. And like, and like the Bible talks a lot about sharing food, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fine. And I think like even playing sport or walking, 
Mm-hmm. Just something with a bit more effort. Because coffee's too easy, man. Mm. I say this to people who are single, right? Okay, a bit of a dating tip 101, right? You heard it here <laughs> first. Convicted Christian community, convicted Christian dating community as well. Mm. We should set that up as a hashtag. Bit, of a, hashtag, yeah. bit of a um bit of a dating Where type we thing. give really sound advice. We're sound advice <laughs> because we're both great in very experience in that. <laughs> <laughs> both both great and bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that could yeah. That'd be that, a really interesting podcast. That's another <laughs> podcast. We keep coming up with these new podcast ideas that we never yeah. do. But that's why you just got to tune in. Mm. That's how you know we're going to be men of our word or, or yeah, whatever. That's it. We'll do it eventually. <laughs> or never. We, we might do it in heaven. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear the next episode in heaven. <laughs> that's it. Tune in next time on the other side. <laughs> Apple Music bans us <laughs> because this is like wishing death on people. Yeah, right? dude, or, for, or, we love people. We love people. We love Convicted peace. Christian community loves people. CCC. <laughs> Represent. What are we talking about? Merch <laughs> dropping in two weeks. <laughs> For those of you who are dating, right? Coffee is yeah. great, mm. but and and you know depends. You know what? Some girls might be heaps into that, or you both might be heaps into that. Just mm. drinking coffee is like a, is an art, apparently. But I just go. There's so many cool things you can do on your first date, or even just hanging out. Then just go into a coffee shop. It's so easy, man. Go for a walk around the block, yeah. at least. I feel like you're taken away from the experience of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can do all those things for sure. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about dating. Let's, we'll, we'll do date, we could do dating in another place. Okay. We're, okay. Guys, just dump some cold water on yourselves. Okay. We're not talking about dating. Yeah. All right. Focus. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> like even if you're catching up with a mate and stuff, you can go kick a footy around. You can like go for a hike, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But something about sitting down at a place and having to chat with someone. Yeah, I think renders different conversations that you can still have in other areas, mm. but it leads more towards those conversations. Do you mean, like, how many times do you go and play soccer with your mate? You know, you're mucking about or play basketball, yeah. and you actually go, like, you know, how you going? True. You can, you, you can more. I think you can have that conversation more when you're like sitting down. Do you remember when, um, when you and I had a chat recently? When's that? We never chat. We never chat. <laughs> <laughs> And basically, <laughs> we had this like we had this we had this like Asian drink in our hands, and then like we went to a car, we went to a park, and yeah. then we sat on a bench and we yeah, just had a chat. Yeah, yeah. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm talking about, though. Not necessarily just having coffee, like. Okay, all right. That experience. That's good. When you sit down and focus, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, far more intentional, far better. Mm. Sorry, we got there. So we I'm got like, there. Oh, I was, I was waiting for you to get there. <laughs> so sorry. I I can I can get a bit carried away. <laughs> We should vote and fire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally got that. It's a uh, experience. Podcasters for convicted Christian community applications are now open. <laughs> They're now open. Yep. If you're interested, please Final send your resume to hello <laughs> at convictedchristian.com. If anyone can sing out of tune, you've pretty much got the job. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. <laughs> That's the thing right now. So just going a little bit on a tangent. Is literally every time we do this podcast, mm. we're drinking something. <laughs> we're drinking something. I'm telling you, man, there's yeah. something about it, you yeah. know? Non-alcoholic for those <laughs> Non-alcoholic, listening. Non-alcoholic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know it, it sounds, like, sounds, sounds like, like it. Sounds like <laughs> it probably sounds like it. We are alcoholic, yeah, probably sounds like <laughs> We promise there's nothing fishy in these drinks it, other than a bit of lean. Wait, what? Oh, whoops. <laughs> bit of what? <laughs> lean? You know, What's lean? Lean's like the cough of that rappers always talk about, you know? Like, oh, I'm sipping on some lean. <laughs> Yeah, but every time we come around a podcast, we're literally we're literally drinking yeah. something. Yeah, that's not alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we think it is. Anyway, uh, anyway, we'll let the podcast decide hmm. what we're drinking. Comment below. Comment below. <laughs> what do you think we're drinking? 
depending <laughs> on how we're it. how we're reacting. <laughs> they're they're probably sitting there thinking they're on some there's some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want I want, I want some, some of, that. of that. I want some of that. <laughs> yeah, we'll give a shout out to the drink company when they pay us. For when it. when they pay us. Yeah, the things they're in China, so I don't know how they. How we're gonna? Yeah, that might not work. We might we might need an Asian liaison officer mm. for the CCC applications. <laughs> that wants to get open. If you're interested, please. This is basically a podcast on job vacancies. Job really. vacancies. If you we we give jobs. We uh, Christian, jobs. Uh, convicted Christian community. We give jobs. We're humble. <laughs> we don't pay, but we give jobs. <laughs> Focusing. We're yeah. we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, we're still around the center, but yeah, we're getting closer. So, yeah, we're always drinking something when we're talking. Okay, yes. wait, wait, just, just stop for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about... <laughs> we were talking about how the experience of com- conversation between two Christians happens around just sitting down and we're, you know... Sitting chatting. Chatting. Yeah, and yeah, not yeah, necessarily in a cafe, but we're always drinking something yeah. and sitting down. Yeah. yeah. Focusing, yeah. Yeah. Intentional. Yeah. You know, because like... Because, <laughs> yeah, when, like, even when we do these podcasts, we, we're sitting around having a drink. Yeah. I'll go to a cafe and catch up with a mate and like we'll have a chat about it doesn't always have to be serious stuff as well, man. You know yeah. I mean? But we'll just have a chat. Yeah. But the truth is, yeah, you can also do that. Like I do that heaps with mates if you just go kick the footy around or yeah. go out for a beer. Yeah. You know, like there's different ways you can do it. It's not just only at a cafe. Yeah. But there tends to be more of a nature, I feel like, with Christians going to a cafe. Yeah. I reckon for a few reasons. Yeah. One, I think across the board, there's probably less Christians that that drink so going to a pub is probably this feel like i feel like there's more nuances around that which again probably is something for another podcast mm. and i don't know maybe it's just a vibe i feel like it's the vibe about a cafe that that people love i mean that's from a business perspective as well they want you to do that too right they, wanna, sure. they want you to invite in they want to invite you in and so that that's you can part of their spend appeal. time yeah their appeal cafe. that's why they have so much decor and the vibes that make people feel comfortable Right, mm. and and something special about being in that space. Yeah, something that something get their creative juices flowing. You you see people working, the music as well. Oh yeah, yeah, the type of music you play like gets you in that mood. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the one so strong that it can just spark a new podcast episode coming out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why we we start podcast with a bit of music. Yeah, because gets us pumped up. Gets us pumped up. Gets me pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> Baby shark for next week. Oh, no, no. I'm going to veto that. Veto. <laughs> Completely vetoed. But yes, no, something about that vibe, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just, it's good. I feel it, man. The ultimate about that is conversation. Yeah. Having conversation with another person mm. is just so important. Yeah, absolutely. It could be, it could be a date. could be hanging out with a friend. Mm. could be hanging out with a pastor. Yeah. You know, hanging out with like an older man or woman that you respect yeah and we also want to be sensitive to the fact that not everyone has that ability in their life yeah you know may not necessarily have someone that they feel like they can connect with yeah and stuff and that can be pretty tricky yeah but you know i'd encourage encourage listeners if you know someone that you somewhat respect yeah as a christian whether it be older younger you know try reach out to them Take him out for coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or if you don't right. like coffee, like, hey, go have some plum, plum juice. Or whatever. No. Orange juice, apple juice, whatever. But I think with these times, though, you've got to be really intentional about the conversation that you have as well. Uh-huh. And being intentional doesn't always mean you've got to talk about really intense topics, right? Really just pour out your heart or anything like that. It depends on the circumstance. Yeah. 
although you'd ideally want to be as uh, you know you got to take advantage of that time that you have you yeah. know these, these are valuable times that mm. you have with people you don't want to just always be yeah. talking about the footy yeah yeah like the real simple stuff right yeah although there there are occasions where that's warranted in oh, that sure. there's complexity in their life and it's just good to catch up and just talk simple just stuff have a laugh and also do, do a podcast <laughs> or do a podcast or record every single conversation that you have and put it on the internet so no one can listen to it but basically you've got to make i mean i've i've done catch-ups with people and i just walked away from them and i was like wow what a complete waste of time really yeah like you literally felt this was, was a waste of two hours of a life yeah do you, want, do you want to ask like what well like it depends like they will they might say yes because they're just polite and we'll catch up and just have a chat but it really didn't go anywhere. I don't feel much spiritual connection with this person. It's not my job to be their best mate or catch up mate, mm-hmm. whatever that, whatever that echelon of catch up, you know, level, mm. you know, is. I I just go, oh, that would, yeah. It was good to chat with him, but I probably won't. Yeah, it's like you go on a date with a girl and you go probably won't go on a second date with her. Mm. Same thing. Oh, I probably won't do it another yeah, regular yeah. catch up with this person because I'm like, well, I'm not really vibing. I'm not really really vibing. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've ever felt that way about a catch-up. Yeah, but it's that means you waste of time. Then you catch up with everyone. No, see, that's the thing. I reckon maybe, I feel like I catch up with a fair few people, mm. different people, I mean. Mm. But I guess the way I I view it is I never view it as a waste of time. Yeah, I know that. What I mean by that is that I, like, if I was to catch up with someone, yeah, it would be because I want to as yeah. well. Yeah. You know? And we might not even chat about heaps serious stuff, but, you know, we... I wouldn't walk away feeling it was a waste of time. You know what's interesting though? We were just having a chat just before when we had lunch. Yeah. K barbecue. Yeah. Amazing, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic food right not, there. Not for sale. Yeah. Koreans do food really well. Yeah. Yeah. Praise <laughs> a God. shout out to Koreans. A little yeah. shout out to Koreans. Yeah. But we were chatting about a particular friend that we know. Yeah. You know? And we only just had a brief chat about it. But I told you, I was like, I, I, do you know what? Between you and me, like I, I don't really enjoy hanging out with that guy. Yeah. So bit of context, he's... He's a guy that we, we know from the same church we used to go to. Yeah. And like he, he's a really great spiritual guy, mm. you know. Like I don't doubt that he's really strong in his faith and really mature. Yeah. But for me, he's a bit too full on yeah. in a sense that when we catch up one-on-one, it's always like, how you going? What's God been teaching you? Mm. You know, what's something that you've learned from God in this week? All really good questions. Yeah. Really good questions. And I want people asking me that more frequently. Mm. But there's got to be a relational aspect to it. Oh, yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Like if somebody's just a robot just asking you that and doesn't care about your life, mm. then for me it's like, yeah, like it would feel like a waste of time. Mm. And that's where I, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to catch up with that fellow. Mm, 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 mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like maybe, you, maybe you'd catch up with him. But for me it's like I, I would probably see that somewhat as a waste of my time. I see. When you said to me that, hey, like I've never been in a catch-up where I thought it was a waste of time, let me actually reflect a bit. I mean, that's what com- conversations do. It's not just about, you know, me telling you how great I am, you telling me yeah. how great you are and that's it. But yeah. I actually reflected on basically what you just told me and, and the reflection that I have is, well, maybe I think some catch-ups are a waste of time because I have an agenda yeah, and a selfish one to that effect. Mm-hmm. You might think that it's for them and it's for our benefit and, and the benefit of our conversation. And we often do this even in just simple conversations with people that we love. Mm-hmm. It could be with your wife, it could be with your friends, it could be with your children could be your brothers and sisters, could be with your mom and dad or your coworkers, is that you have your own agenda that you think is for the better mm-hmm. of the two. And we talked about this because we talked about this when I was having a, when I told you about my communication with my mom. So I live mm-hmm. with my mom and, you know, we got to communicate. 
And I like to think that I have solved the issue for her by thinking about it alone myself when she didn't have to worry about all that. Yeah. But she feels love by being kept in the loop yeah. and understanding, yeah. understanding what's, just, what's going on because she's a very you know, strong initiative and mm. we, we cooperate. So the thing is, I need to actually have that common objective in mind, not just, you know, thinking that, oh, my way is the better way. And that's maybe, you know, I'm, I'm reflecting and I'm, and I'm, in a way, repenting of the times when I have thought that, you know, gee, my time with this person was a waste of time because I had my own agenda that wasn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really need to reflect on, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. And just want to maybe challenge everyone to think, you know, when you catch up with people and you thought it was a waste of time, did you have an agenda that's stronger mm-hmm. than maybe what your conversation with that person has transcended into. Mm. So I think conversations are great. But in saying that, in saying that, if there is a genuine, I mean, even if you were to catch, let's say from a dating perspective, like let's say you were to uh, go on a date with this girl, just your first date, and it wasn't really working out. And then after that, you never saw that person. Is it really a waste of time? No, you still learn something. You learn something. You learn something. Um, Even as crap and sucky as it might have been. Yeah, but you learn something internally. Yeah, and the other person may have learned something internally Mm. as well. And no, I don't think we are designed to be best friends with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But we can be at least sacrificial and, you know, and just try our best in just being a good sport mm. all, along the way. Yeah. 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 Which is a really interesting thing we're talking about because, you know, I know a lot of people I've talked to who say they find it hard to catch up with someone. Yeah. Because they don't feel like they talk about deep stuff. Yeah. You know, the classic, oh, we just have really superficial yeah chats yeah no i don't like that yeah well i just want to have a real chat with someone yeah yeah you know yeah how are you ever going to get to a point where you have a deep chat with someone yeah if you don't start with a superficial yeah how many times you go up to someone you don't know at all and go bang that person just tells you about the deepest things in their life yeah never happens yeah but so many people try to pursue that yeah before they have that superficial superficial chat yeah and that's where if you view a Going into a catch up of like hanging out with someone mm. with an agenda, mm. I feel like m- like more times than not, you're gonna leave that feeling like it didn't aspire to what you expected it to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. But if you sort of flip that, which like what you've sort of been talking about, yeah, you go into and think, you know what? At the end of this, this is gonna grow me. Mm. Whatever, wherever it goes, mm. even if we literally sit in silence. Mm. You know, just like not even talking at all. Mm. You've probably been on a few dates like that, haven't you, Kay? <laughs> <laughs> where I was silent? <laughs> no, Bam. where she was silent. <laughs> where both of us were silent. Where you were just talking the whole time and she couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't say a word. Either way, one, one person Sorry, silent. I feel like I'm just having a massive dig at you. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> not big enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you ne- you're never not learning something from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... But uh, in, in saying that, uh, you mentioned a very, very interesting point, and that is relational. Mm. You need to be relational. If you want to, if you want to you know, establish these conversations, be relational. But I think some elements as well, just the fact that you know, you know somebody, what I really find so beautiful about the Bible is that it paints a picture of two people who are Christians, mm-hmm. who know that each other are Christian and therefore able to become brethren, mm. become brothers and sisters in that. And in some ways, I just want Christians to sort of lower their guard a bit there. Yeah, no, we're not always going to talk about our deep, darkest secrets with each other, but the fundamental things where we can encourage each other to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the Muslim people do that with each other. They go, oh, yeah. you know, they talk to each other. They go, you know, Hezbollah, freaking, you know, Inshallah, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's them, like their conversation with each other is extremely holy. Their greeting mm-hmm. is in that, yeah. in that spirit. 
they always call you brother. Mm, you they know, always so? call you brother. Yeah. How you going, brother? Yeah. So nice. I love that. Exactly. And there's something to be learned there, I think, in, yeah. in the greeting. I mean, in the Bible, it says greet each other with a heavenly kiss. Mm. We barely greet each other. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hey, gone. Yeah, good. I think in that sense, I think we can be more brethren-like, brethren-like, and we can also lower our guards a bit there as well. Mm. So yep. in that, get intense with, you know, hey, Jesus loves you, mate. You know, just something encouraging, at least, you know, at, at least from a pleasantry perspective. Mm. In terms of the other things, get, being more relational, and, and, you know, I think that should all point towards how you pray for that person. The more you get to know somebody else, it just gives you more information about them and more prayer topics for them. Yeah, and, and, and to follow that up with mm. actual prayer yeah. afterwards as well. So I think it's really, really important then you establish a relationship so that each of you can open up to each other. Mm. That means you got to tell them about yourself. You got to be known first and you got to let other people get to know you as well. But our society makes that so difficult, mm. I think. And that's when we're just like, and, and, and I think especially in those conversations where there's a mismatch in that expectation versus what's actually going to be talked about. Boom, waste of time. Yeah. So in, in the example of a friend that you mentioned, that person places that topic way far ahead of the relationship. Mm. Whereas some other, you know, conversations, they're, they're so far behind. Truth mm. is, as human beings, we'll never be able to nail that. Yeah. Like some sort of freaking robots, mm -hmm. right? We're not mm -hmm. going to be able to do that. How we're going to actually do it is by actually being patient with each other mm -hmm. in these times. And, and I know this from experience because I was, I'm, I'm usually on the more shut off side of things. I'm very, very extroverted from the superficial point of view. And I can tell you everything about what I do mm. on the superficial side of things. And to get to the depth of me, it takes a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. I can only be thankful for the people who stuck it out in, in my life, mm. stayed in my life, who might have maybe appreciated being more deeper with my conversations with them who have remained patient with me and for me to then slowly open up to the deeper and the darker side of my life yeah where the true joy of that friendship really exists mm -hmm. uh and the true um i guess the trans true transformation and god's work really begins mm. from that point onwards that's it yeah. but yeah we don't want to knock deep 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 conversations is important mm. Really important. Yeah. But it takes patience and time. And relationship, relational growth yeah, as well. It's really important. One thing that I remain as a question about the social construct of Christians, though, is what are you laughing at? You saw something? No, no, no. No. One thing I find a little bit of a little bit of a question mark is those people who are just so shut off and they just seem to be doing life alone. Mm. Don't really seem to be opening up. People around them are enormously patient in in really wanting to mm. grow them and stuff. And, and they might have a few people, but yeah. there's no way for you to know. There's a friend who's not quite that friend, that 3 a.m. friend. Yeah, You just don't know if that person is actually being looked after relationally. Mm. But they keep showing up. They're still around. And that's just how they are happy. Mm. But in some ways, you know, it, whilst it remains a question for us, in some ways it's a challenge for them to actually then step out of their comfort zone and then actually do life mm. with their fellow Christians. Because it's not like we're just co-workers in Christ. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah. that there's really no boundary between us. Mm. There shouldn't be any anyway, you know, within reasons, of course. <laughs> you know, uh, and there's obviously gender-specific, there is, you yeah. know, age-specific and, yeah, and maturity-specific yeah. conversation that you might need to place in this. And, you know, mm. and I think this is part of the reason why being a Christian is not an easy thing. Mm. It's, it's complex, even within the circles itself. Yeah. You know, I think we've discussed it, you know, are you more comfortable being around Christians or non-Christians? You know, mm. like we've discussed that topic before. And I think this falls into that category. When you're around other Christians, like where where does it all fit? How do we look after people who are 
extremely introverted, let's say, to the point that it's it's crippling their relationship with others that yeah. they or might actually extremely need. extroverted where they're uh, really superficial. Which we've done. Yeah. yeah, which we've which I personally go through as well. Mm-hmm. And I freak people out sometimes. Yeah. Because I, I get there too quickly. Yeah. From time to time. But yeah. you know, you you find a good match and then, you know, it works. God has mm-hmm. put a lot of weirdos out there. <laughs> you just gotta find the right weirdo that's weird in a similar weird. way as you are. Yeah. <laughs> Present company very much included. <laughs> Speaking of weirdos, um we have weirdos. Yeah, speaking of weirdos. <laughs> real Australian oh, there. Yeah, mate. Just real, yeah, real, mate. real Aussie just there, get mate. Get it down with the lingo. Get it down with the lingo, mate. <laughs> speaking of weirdos, um, we have a weirdo in our podcast that's doing a sermon. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Spirit, where are you? <laughs> John, Steve. <laughs> just Steve? call him. Where you at, Steve? Where you at, Steve? <laughs> Gosh, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, man. Tell yeah, us all yeah. about it. What's going on? What's Yo, it on? so I'm doing a, a sermon at, at my church coming up. I'll give you the context of the, the service. Yeah. So it's mostly for oldies. Mm-hmm. So these are for people like in their 70s or 80s, and they can't really go to church on a weekly basis. Wow, okay. Because it's like, you know, independence and mobility issues and stuff like that. Okay. Transport, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Kind of live in aged care homes and whatnot. Mm. So our church does a service for them once a month where they, they can rock up mm. to church and do a service together, mm. which is really cool. So we're talking about like mostly 70, 80-year-old Christians, you know, who've like lived their life out faithfully. Wait, 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 hang on, sorry. That's a that's a beautiful ministry. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know this kind of ministry existed. Yeah, yeah, right. And for a church to care that much about mm. this group of people yeah. too, and I'm guessing they probably put a lot of effort into bringing all these people together. They do, yeah. As well. Yeah. So that they can have that relational, physical element. Mm. And someone organizes lunch afterwards for them as well and stuff. So, yeah, I'm so excited to do it, man. What a beautiful ministry. And so the passage that I'm going through is Luke 6, 17 to 26. So if you want to get up on your phone. Yeah. So a bit of context to it. Um, Oh, man, I'm so so excited, dude. Like, really, really excited for this. May I just do a quick interview? Are you professionally trained to give sermons? Have I like have I gone to Bible college? Yeah. No, I haven't. Gone no, to you Bible haven't college. gone, gone yeah. to Bible college. How did you get the okay from the church to do this? Yeah, so I've I've done a few sermons before. Yeah, at um through like a, a Christian group we had at university. Yeah, when I was in when I was studying. Yeah, and through that process, like I went through some training mm. with them. Mm. So not like a four year theolo- theological training, mm. but going through training of how to lead. So how to how to write a sermon? Yeah, and give a sermon. Yeah. But also along the way, I've done some training stuff in terms of like systematic theology, biblical theology, um, eschatology and stuff like that. So had a few training stuff along the way. Yeah. Had some opportunities at uni. Yeah. And I kind of hit up my pastor. This is this is probably where it gets a bit a bit personal for me. I, you know, I don't know where God's leading me in the future. Yeah. I love, I love what I do for my work. Uh-huh. So I don't do full-time ministry, uh, but I've got a real heart for... Sharing Jesus yeah. with people around me. Yeah, praise God. Um, and the times that I did these these sermons, I've really enjoyed the process of doing a sermon and uh, actually delivering it because it really taught me a lot from the passage. So much to the point where, I, like, like right now, I'm just yeah. so excited to actually talk to people about the the passage I'm going through. Yeah. So I want to see, for me personally, I want to see whether this is a gift that God's given me. Yeah. You know, we talk about gifts of the Spirit and preaching is one of them. Yeah. But this is a conversation for another time. We have this idea that you need to go to Bible college yeah. to give a sermon. Yeah. But not everyone who goes to Bible college should give sermons. Yeah. That's my opinion. Not okay. Every, not everyone's gifted in it. 
Yeah. It's like, you know, gifts of the spirit is beyond our control. Yeah. So if a hundred people went to Bible college, does all, all hundred of those people have the gift of preaching? Mm. No. Mm. I feel like we can find ways of attaining to that gift yeah. before going to Bible college. Yeah. Before yeah. spending four years doing something, spending all that money going to college. Yeah. And that's what I kind of want to seek out. Yeah. Like I want people to tell me, like my elders, pastors, but just be honest, like, you know what? Like you give really good sermon, but this might not be gifting. Yeah. Like or they might say it is. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd love to figure that out. Yeah. Because it's something I really enjoy. Yeah. But it may not be a gift. Yeah. God give me. It's it, it could be talked to reverse as well. You could have the yeah. gift without going to the college. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And that's that's yeah. that's what I'm trying to figure out as exactly well. Exactly right. Because wherever God places me, if it is a gift, I want to use my gift for the gospel. Yeah. Amen. Kingdom. Amen. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly right. Preach. Bro. Yeah. Preach, brother. <laughs> and there are so many ways you can actually do that too. You know, like you don't you don't have to, you know, stand in front of a church to do the sermon. You can you can you can stand in front yeah. of a bunch of old people. You can exactly. do a podcast and be really encouraging. Yeah. You can get on TikTok and be really encouraging. <laughs> Like all sorts of things, mate. Like seriously, yeah, like yeah. that traditional way of doing church, mm. you know, is you know, it's not. I mean, tradition is helpful to a certain extent, yeah. but the fact that you have to, you know, wear a reverend, you know, mm. neck thingy, the dog collar, and then you know, <laughs> bloody, <laughs> bloody, you know, that those days are, you know, those yeah. days are not particularly that necessary. I, I don't want to offend anyone who is really appreciating that kind of culture and mm. tradition. Yeah, but damn, like seriously, there are so many ways that you can yeah. take a leverage of what's available in this world right now yes. that could yeah. be used for God's glory for sure. and good on you for exploring that. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to anyone out there who's, who's, you know, dabbling it with God's gift, with yeah. the gifts of the spirit in this way. Yeah. Please like send us an email or drop a Just tell us like, your stories. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I do want to caveat that though, with being, knowing that there's responsibility mm. when you speak the word of God. Yeah. So for me, when I go up there, whoever I'm talking to, mm. even when I do like kids talks mm. or, you know, um, I made a like a, a summer camp, and I'm doing a, a kids kids talk there. Yeah, I have a responsibility to be speaking the word of God yeah. faithfully and truthfully. So I I put in a lot of time, mm. do a lot of reading, yeah. talk to people. Yeah. So I, I do also want to um encourage any of those who are keen on doing it or who are doing it now, please keep wrestling with God's word faithfully and truthfully. Amen. Don't just speak what you think is truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, coming back into this passage too. So yeah, Luke. Before this, oh man, it's so cool. So Jesus just picked his 12 apostles. So he's going up on the mountain. Mm. He's picked his 12 apostles and he's come down from the mountain. Yeah. So 17, he went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judah, Judea, from Jerusalem and from the coastal regions around Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Mm. So before we go any further, he's just picked his 12. Yeah. The people who are going to follow him closely in his life. The entourage. Yeah. <laughs> the entourage. <laughs> come with me. And he's just come down from this mountain. There's people from Jewish territory. Yeah. Judea and Jerusalem, Jewish territory. Mm. But Tyre and Sidon are outside Jewish territory. Ooh. Right? So this is at the start of his ministry. This yeah. is after he's been tempted by the devil, by yeah. Satan. Yeah. For 40 days. Yeah. He's come out. He's picked his 12. Yeah. He's coming down this mountain. People already know. So if you read in further, mm. people already know the healing powers of Jesus mm. just from touching him. Yeah, right. So these people want to come because they see Jesus is this guy who can do supernatural things. And he's healing. And he's healing just from, just from touching. Imagine yeah. that. Like that's what I love. 
put yourself in this position. We know Jesus, but put yourself in this position where there's this person who literally, when people touch him, yeah. they're cured of their, their sicknesses and stuff. Leprosy is just going. Like, that's massive, right? Yeah, 2019, 20, COVID outbreak. Boom. Would've, it would have been helpful. So, imagine, yeah, just yeah. touching him and it's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> people would be freaking out, right? Yeah, freaking out. But the crazy thing about that is that people outside of Jewish territory are starting to hear. So Jesus' reputation mm. and his, his power is growing. Right. He's gone viral. He's gone viral. Yeah, right? yeah. He's coming down this mountain, and this is called the Sermon on the Plain. Mm. So in Matthew mm. is the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. Same thing. You know when Jesus gives a big spiel? Yeah. This is the same thing. But right. when Luke writes about it, he summarizes it more than Matthew. Mm. So we'll come into that in a minute. Mm. But big thing to hear from this, Jesus comes down from the mountain. People expecting him to heal with his physical powers. And we talked yeah. about this in another podcast. Yeah. You know, the physical healing of Jesus and the spiritual nature yeah. of who Jesus is. This answers it really well. Mm. He comes down, they're expecting him to heal them from a physical point of view. Mm. When he doesn't heal them, he teaches them. Wow. How crazy is that? Yeah. Hear that again. He doesn't heal them, he teaches them. Yeah, right. To all of them. So looking at his disciples, he said, so we don't know whether he's talking just to his apostles, mm. but we can assume that everyone listening there is hearing what he's saying. Mm. So he's speaking to everyone, mm. his apostles, yeah. his disciples. So the apostles are the 12 that are following him closely. Yeah. His disciples are those who follow him and believe him. Yeah. And all the other people are people who don't know him, yeah. but come because they see his physical powers. Mm. And then he goes, I'll, I'll summarize it, but he goes and talks about blessings. Yeah. And then he talks about woes. Mm. So when he talks about blessings, he's talking about, do you want to read that out, actually? Yeah. Blessed are you who are poor. That bit? Yeah. 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 Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil, because of Son of Man. Rejoice in the day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. Woe. Whoa. Whoa. Hit the wall. Whoa. Jesus whoa. hit the wall. <laughs> hit the wall hard. <laughs> He starts in such a weird fashion. Hey, I know. He literally says, blessed are you who are poor. Yeah. For yours is the kingdom. Blessed are you who hunger now. What does Jesus mean in these passages? How can there be blessings in being poor and sad, right? It seems awfully unconventional mm. to start inspiring people around you by telling them, be hungry. Yeah. Don't, don't laugh. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, you laugh. <laughs> don't laugh. Don't laugh, man. But what is Jesus meaning by this? He's literally highlighting... The cost of discipleship, right? Look at verse 22. Like, blessed are men who hate you when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because mm. of the son of man. Yeah. The reality is Jesus trying to convey is that there is a cost that comes with the reward that is in heaven, right? Yeah. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. Mm. So Jesus isn't just saying to be uh, poor. Mm. And to just be weak. Yeah. So give away all your money and just be really hungry and you're okay with God. Mm. Like what he's really highlighting is that there is a real cost. So I think verse um, verse 22 really sums that up. That persecution 
and suffering that comes mm. for being a Christian. And like, we all know what that's like because being a Christian, you know, li- actively living out your faith can come with people telling you, you know, why do you believe in Jesus and persecuting you. And in some countries, like there's actual like physical suffering and persecution that comes. Violence. Yeah. Yeah. Real violence. Yeah. The reality that we need to see in that as well is that that's what happened to the apostles. Yeah. Right. You look in the early church and acts and stuff. Yeah. They were martyred. They were hanged upside down. They were stoned to death because of the proclamation of the gospel. Mm. Yet Christ tells them that there was a great reward for them in heaven, mm. far greater than anything as well that's to offer. Amen. Anything as well that's to offer. Mm. You know, that can seem really depressive and gloomy. Yeah. Right. So like, am I supposed to just wait for this reward yeah. and just continue to keep, you know, suffering and be poor and hungry? No, no. Jesus reminds his listeners that the reward is to come. Yeah. But those who believe in Jesus have experienced the kingdom. Yeah. Read out verse uh, verse 21. So 21. 20, 20 says, uh, look at his, looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed you, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Yours is the kingdom. Yeah. That's the key, right? Yeah. For you will be satisfied. For you will laugh. But look at verse Yours is the kingdom. Yeah. You have that kingdom. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you are in that kingdom right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's suffering and there's a cost that comes in following Jesus. Mm. But you're already in that kingdom now. Mm. And that reward is going to come. Mm. It's far greater than anything this world has to offer, man. Yeah. How amazing is that? Yeah. But what he also does, Jesus does so beautifully, mm. is he warns us as well. Yeah. You know? He warns us about the woes. Yeah. Right? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Hit them with woe. Woe to you who are rich, who are well fed. When men speak well of you, mm. what he's saying is that people who find satisfaction in material goods, mm. in gluttony, mm. and in good reputation, yeah. they will have nothing, nothing when that time comes. Wow. You see, the second group of people, just as the first, they have a cost for their actions. Yeah. You know, the cost of following Jesus is, you know, there is suffering that comes with it. There is a cost of following Jesus. Yeah. There's also a cost to knowing Jesus and being satisfied in this world. Mm. You know what that cost is? cost of denying Jesus right now is you get nothing. You get nothing. I mean, nothing will come with that, man. No, nothing near to the kingdom of heaven. For they receive comfort. They will go hungry and they will weep. Mm. They've experienced all of those good things now. Mm. And it talks about how the fathers treated the false prophets. Yeah. What he's talking about there, man, is there's people that we might know mm. who drive around in fancy cars, mm. drive around in the private jets. We're talking about, you know, pastors or Christians mm. that... that Boast about the size of the ministry. Look mm. at me, I've got a $200,000 to 200,000 people church and mm. stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with Justin Bieber and, yeah. and this celebrity and that celebrity. Yeah. And I drive around these fancy cars. Yeah. Harsh reality is like those people have experienced all of their great things here. Yeah. And when they go to heaven, they're going to experience nothing. Wow. It's full on, man. And you know what? Like Jesus reminds the what? Why do that's how the false prophets acted back in the day? Yeah. They used to seek material goods, yeah. fame. Reputation, yeah, gluttony, yeah, all of those things. If we seek those things, yeah, we've, we'll experience those things that we think is really good in this world now, yeah, but we won't experience any of that in the kingdom, yeah. That's the reality we've got to think about is that there is a cost in discipleship, yeah. When I say discipleship, there's a cost in following Jesus, yeah, but that cost is worthwhile because there is a reward in heaven mm. that is far greater than what this world has to offer. And when I was thinking about this, man, all the toiling away, I think everyone who's a Christian, even to listeners out there, you can probably think about times, even for UK, mm. where it's been really hard to follow 
be a Christian. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not like you've necessarily doubted your faith, but it's just been hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. You've had to really sacrifice a lot. Um, you kind of think like, is this toiling worth it? Mm. And that's what I want to encourage these old people. And hopefully I can encourage you today as it has encouraged me mm. is that that toiling is worth it, man. Mm. It is worth it. Yeah. Try and think about what heaven is like. All the things that we experience in this world now, mm. you know, we had some really great Korean food just before. Yeah. You know, we have some really great times. It's even better than that, man. Yeah. The, the kingdom is even better than that. Yeah. 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 I can't even think, can't even fathom to think what that would be like. Yeah. Yeah. God is saying that that reward in heaven is even better than mm. all the good things in this world. Yeah. And that for me is when I dwell on that, mm. dwell on the reality of the kingdom of God mm. being far better than this one, mm. it shifts my mindset mm. that when I go through all these hard things and he's toiling away at the moment, mm. it reminds me that actually it's worth it. Yeah. Cost of discipleship will be worthwhile. Yeah. It won't just be smooth sailing, uh-huh. but the cost will be worth it. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. It's dope, eh? It's and dope. You know what's amazing mm. is I'm going to be talking to 70 to 80-year-olds yeah. who have lived that out. And yeah. I'm going to encourage them to keep keep pursuing that yeah. until God calls them. Crazy. Or comes to, to finish what he started. Yeah. But I can't wait to talk to them afterwards and just learn from them. Yeah. That's what I'm super keen for. Yeah. These people have done this. They've toiled away. Yeah. You know, they believed in Jesus. They've gone through all those hard yards. Yeah. Now they're waiting. I want to encourage them that that reward is waiting for them at heaven, man. Yeah. They're almost there. Yeah. And they're going to teach me. So I can't wait to just chat to them and ask them, how, how did you go on in life? Yeah. You know, yeah. Remind me that actually, you know what, pursuing Christ on a daily day, day to day basis, yeah, is good and it's worthwhile. Wow, wow. And you know what? Please do share once again. Yeah. Once you've had I that experience, make. to come back and tell us some of the some of the gold that they've actually shared with you. Yeah, well, I've also had. I was also one of those kids that went to like I was, went in my youth times and like uni times and stuff. I was one of those kids that actually went to the earlier services where the older people used to be around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go there and there's like no one under the age of 50. And I would be there because of like my music ministry and stuff. And you know what? Some of the friendships that you can build with really old people. Wow. It's great. Hey? It's great. And they can tell you a lot of good stuff. The normal response nowadays is to not really listen to old people who don't really understand and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to spiritual life stuff, they've done it, man. Mm. Yeah. They would look at yeah, the stuff that we discuss through this podcast. If they actually bothered to listen to what we do, they would just literally sit and laugh and find it really funny that we go through these hardships and mm. toil because they've, they've been there, done that, right? Mm-hmm. And the element of retrospect will just make this podcast so entertaining for them. Yeah. Shout out to those of you who are old and listening. Thank yeah, you so much for doing it. That, let us know. And let us know and, and just share with us your wisdom. We would, would love to hear that's, it. That's a, <laughs> I say this all the time, but that's another podcast, man, is um, the beauty in uh, mentoring. Mm. I, I'm, I'm all about it, man. I yeah. think having an older person in your life is so important. Yeah. Now, unfortunately for me, I don't have like grandparents uh, in my life. And I know for a lot of people, their grandparents are that mm. kind of older mentor in their life. Yeah. You know, I don't have that, but I really pursue, I'm trying to pursue catching up with an older person in my life right yeah. now. Yeah. Because I see the value in it. Yeah. Particularly as like a, you know, mid twenties, young male. Yeah. That's like just started working. You know, I've got a lot of things that I want to navigate in my life mm. through this phase like man I'll, there's people who've done that yeah yeah you know I've been been there done that They've been there done that yeah and they ended up still christian yeah that's commendable it is mm. yeah there's so much to learn from that it's it's pretty interesting because there's probably a, a population out there where 
they're like us, like young people seeking out that wisdom from the older people. And there'll probably be older generation that wants to give, give out a bit of that wisdom as well. You know what? I can tell you there is. Mm. I was at a men's men's conference mm. for my church the other day yeah. that had intergenerational men. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a men's conference. That's why yeah. <laughs> there were men there. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Men at men's conference. <laughs> men's conference. Great. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, this older dude was saying that there are a lot of older people who some of them don't feel capable of leading a young person. Can you believe that? Wow. Actually, it's interesting when you flip the script. Because I always thought, man, like, ah, oh, older people, like, well, how come they're not keen mm. to mentor mm. younger people? But I flipped the script and it was like, some of those older people actually don't feel like they're capable of doing it. Wow. So he wanted to go up there and just encourage them, just being like, you can do it. And that, attitude is, pro- that attitude is probably better as well. Yeah. In that they actually embody that humility. Yeah. Yeah. When they're approaching a young person and yeah. they're very, very sensitive issues. Yeah. Which otherwise to them may seem small, mm-hmm. but it's still very, very much sure. important to be addressed. That, that's it. They're coming in with a level of humility, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. But then there's also older people who are really keen, but they mm-hmm. don't know younger people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the church I go to, there's a little bit of a disconnect because we have a young young adult service mm-hmm. and then the oldies go to the morning service. Mm-hmm. So we don't inter, interlap as much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you go to a church that is intergenerational, yeah. there might be a couple of older dudes up there yeah. that are probably keen to catch up with you, but they don't know whether you are. Yeah. And if you really do think what we're saying right now, yeah. man, actually having an older presence in my life would be helpful. Go up to them. I can guarantee they'll be keen. Not to mention that there is a couple of old people in the young gatherings that are just, just way too keen and they're just freaking annoying. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they... they <laughs> They it's almost just, yeah, yeah. They, they just literally spit all yeah. these things at you and you're just like, oh, too much. Mm. But yeah, like a good balance would be awesome. Good balance. And, be. and you know, and when I actually went out and sought it, mm. you actually find good stuff. If you want to, if you want to find good things, you got to go seek it. Mm. I think you can't just wait for it and come to it because yeah. things that approach you are not the best quality yeah. in life. <laughs> that's just, that's just the way of life, I guess. Uh-huh. Right. But absolutely right. There's, there's definitely a great room for something like this. There's an element to which like us young people should really be seeking some of this out so that we can be ready. Mm. You know, your bodies are not the same. I, I learned my some of my greatest lessons visiting a nursing home. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, right. Try visiting a nursing home in your early or mid-20s, mate. Mm. And you look around and you're like, at one point, these people were strong, fit, healthy, mm. and hot. Right. <laughs> like, like, Is that what you think? Like, 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 like what you and I are right now. Like what, what all young people think. Like we're freaking hot and awesome. Damn. <laughs> but you see them reduced to that level and you're just like, wow, well, we're all going to be that, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, like my parents are still very strong and healthy. And then I look to them and go, wow, my, my mom and dad is going to be like that. That hits me hard. And then I realize I'm going to be like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of these old people in their nursing homes are not in their right mind as well. And I'm mm-hmm. just going, wow, like, what does Jesus mean to these people now? Mm-hmm. How can I, I don't know. We, we just don't live a life addressing this as much. But I think, you know, talking about this and building wisdom and humility till that point. Because the biggest issue then in that lifetime, what I see is that there is a huge mismatch into what they're physically capable of, but their mind hasn't humbled with the body. Mm-hmm. So their mind, they still want to do big things. Yeah, They still yeah. want these crazy things, right? But their bodies have fallen yeah. short of that. Mm-hmm. So that mismatch makes them go crazy. Yeah. I think I think I attribute that to most of the, you know, old people's insanity is that, that there is a big mismatch there but you got to really humble yourself. My grandma has Parkinson's and it's hugely debilitating for the body, mm. but her mind is extremely sharp mm. because 
she reads the Bible every day. She sings hymns every day. Like, mm. And she talks about Jesus all the time when I'm over the phone with her. And she's very, very clear, right? And that, most of the time, like, makes old people go crazy. Mm. But she hasn't gone crazy yet or insane yet. She's actually, her mind is just very, very sharp. But I guess with good faith, you can adjust your humility so as to make sense of your surroundings and accept it and put your life before Christ. Mm. And use the moments that she has when she's talking with me to tell me about how to do life and things like that, which is, which is really interesting. Another thing I would encourage the older generation to do is actually to become more relational with the younger generation. Yeah, as well. hopefully we've got a few older people on listening yeah. to our podcast. Well, hopefully by now, maybe. <laughs> um, and, and for the younger generation to be more open mm. to the wisdom that can come from the older people. Because at the end of the day, if you're talking to other young people, in a way, it's kind of like lead, the blind leading the blind. In a way. Kind of is. Yeah. Which is why ultimately we, we we seek and borrow from the wisdom that Jesus gives us because he's yeah. done it all. He's, he knows it all. He created it all. He's sovereign over all. But him working through his people, I think that mentorship is definitely mm. an important aspect. And so, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes afterwards. Mm. But yeah. Would love to stay updated. Yeah, man. On that. And, and good on you for having this mindset that uh, having the humility to accept, you know, wisdom from people yeah. that have gone before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I think it'd be great, man. Fantastic. But yeah, the key key from that passage is cost of following Jesus oh, is worthwhile. Is, is It'll worthwhile. be hard. It's not always smooth sailing, mm. but it's worth it. Yeah. And when it is hard, pray. Yeah. Read the word, pray. Go talk to a friend. Go talk to an old friend. Yeah. An old wise man. Yeah. Do all that. <laughs> and go talk to somebody younger. Look out for each other. Yeah. Stay convicted. That's it. Peace out. I think that's a good place to end. That's it. Subscribe. Love you all. Bye.